dogs. Welcome back to another episode of Dogs Off the Leash. I am Cheeto, and with me is Keegan, and we are at the dawn, right at the beginning. The SEC Championship is almost here. Oh, so much anticipation, but I can barely wait. Been waiting on this a long time, really trying to put a stamp on the rest of this season. Keegan, where you at? How you feeling? Give me something. Dude, I've been, like, counting every second. <laughs> all week i feel like i'm like waiting on christmas my birthday a baby all the things that you could be waiting on right. but it's the sec championship and i'm quite excited and uh i'm not gonna say i'm i'll be glad when it's all over but i will definitely be glad when i can be more present <laughs> yeah and just sit down and watch this game so i'm i'm ready for it man how are you feeling how how has your uh weekend anticipation been it's 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 a weird feeling. I mean, the SEC championship, anytime you get the opportunity or you earn the right to be in this game, there is, you know, for a lot of people, it's the some years it's the de facto championship. Uh, Kirby's mentioned several times winning winning this game can be or sometimes is as hard as winning a national championship because of the talent that the SEC has for Georgia. Georgia's getting a lot of love this year and we've earned every bit of it. But to be you know, the favorite coming in, it puts, it puts a little bit of a different feel in the air yet. We're confident and we should be, but you, you know, you, you can't poke your chest out too big. Alabama's coming in as a rare underdog quote unquote. And, you know, they played a, not a good game against Auburn. Yeah. They showed some weakness, but you know, you and I both know Nick Saban barked at them boys all week long and they're going to come in throwing haymakers, ready to play ball. No, no two ways around it. Yeah, I, I think it. you're right. I think you're right. I think uh, I was thinking about their game with Auburn, and honestly, I thought that Auburn was going to test them just because it is a big rivalry. They're on the road. And then, you know, Alabama's been sloppy. So I was, I was kind of hoping <laughs> Alabama would lose just because. But anyway, so I was watching that game, and – I, you know, I feel like it could go either way. I feel like you could look at that and be like, wow, Alabama is going to be exhausted. They're going to, you know, they, they, you know, Bryce Young got sacked seven times. Uh, you know, all, all that, like the fatigue factor, or you could be like, wow, they're going to be tested. They just had a real stress test. You know, right. they really proved themselves on the field. So I don't, I don't really know how much that affects all of that, but I just know for Georgia, I think that they're, you know, they don't need to worry about any of that. They just need to come and be focused and, you know, really play into their game. I feel like it's us, the fans, the media, we draw these stories, we connect these dots. So this year's team with five years ago's team with that one time when I was in middle school, you know, we all have these personal right. fandom experiences of it, but really it's a week by week basis when you're trying to, go where George is trying to go. And remember, you know, this is just like one of our goals, like beating Bama is like a whole getting over the hump thing. And I can admit that's real, 
And I can also say, you know, it is just, it doesn't really matter who we're playing. We want to be the SEC champion. We want to be the champion of our conference. We want that game. You know, if we're in that conversation, we're in the conversation for national championships. And that's really where I'm focused on because I'm trying to set the the tone of being a champ and, uh, you know, acting like we've been here before, which we have. And I think that, you know, we're kind of, I, I, you know, being uh, because the last time Georgia was a true favorite against Alabama uh, in 2008, I, I would say, like a real ride out favorite, it didn't go so well. But Georgia game, is, bro. never forget it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, Georgia's a lot more stacked. We have a lot more talent through and through uh, comparatively to the Alabama team. And I just have all the confidence in the world that. This team is focused. The senior leadership is really going to come into play. And, you know, we've, we, we are where we need to be. So I feel good about it. And I don't really get too into the whole overdog, underdog thing, just because I think that these players have the head, their head on the right shoulder, which uh, I think has a lot to do with Kirby. And I think you actually had a good story to kind of tell the fans about. The, the mentality this season yeah um, yeah where the dogs are really at and you know we're well aware it's the sec preview there's going to be a bunch of stories that are out that you know everyone's read uh, you know the same storylines over and over again we're going to hit on some of those on the on this podcast so uh if that's what you want to hear fine we're also going to hit on some other stuff um but going to what you were saying the article that i saw was uh, a a slick low-key one like i i you know, I'm combing through and I just found this one and it talked about how during the off season and Georgia does have a pretty rigorous off season, uh, uh, whatever, whatever you want to call it, their conditioning program. Yeah. Conditioning program. So this year, apparently they decided they were going to run stadiums. If you've ever ran stadiums or gassers or anything like that, that's some serious, serious conditioning. So this year, they decided they were going to run 15 stadiums. 15 stadiums to signify the 15 wins that this team was trying to get this year. And as you can imagine, some of the defensive linemen, some of the offensive linemen, you know, struggling about halfway through. Really, you struggle halfway through, you're in pretty good shape. So, yeah, some of the offensive line are struggling, right? And then you've got some DBs, some, some more athletic players on the team and senior leadership you know really take it upon themselves to be like nah get up while some of the coaches were like all right listen the big boys y'all can just chill we'll do y'all do 10 y'all do 12 they're like nah we're gonna do 15 and you know stories like that you know it's all mushy it's all whatever it doesn't mean anything until the championship is won then you go back and it's these little things and these little stories that really pull a team together through the hard times and really get you ready. Not to mention you're going to be in some real good damn shape. <laughs> I mean, just straight up. So yeah, I thought that was just one of the good stories. Um, but another thing I wanted well, to hit on too, you know, before we yeah. really dive into this, I also wanted to hit on Kirby and Saban. I know this one's going to be a really popular storyline, but for, for Kirby and Saban, their, their relationship, you know, as far as football goes is ironclad. That's going to be with both of them 
until it's done. But the thing about this is us being the favorite. Kirby's been here before. He's been on the best team in the country with the best defense, trying to win the SEC, trying to win a national championship. He's been here. There's mm-hmm. no pressure. And for him, and I'm telling you, that mentality, you're hearing all this leaked audio stuff. People love it about Kirby because he means it. He means it. He's a football player. He's a UJ alum. He's a ball coach. He's a defensive ball coach. He loves these opportunities. That trickles down to your senior leadership, to your juniors, your sophomores, your freak freshman tight ends, everybody. And it's dangerous. We're not trying to beat Alabama. We're not trying to just do – we're trying to beat everybody. Those right. little things make the difference in big games like this. You're either elite or you're not. Plain and, and simple. Plain I, and simple. I think we're elite. I think we're quite elite. <laughs> we are. And, you know, the significance, beating Alabama, that's, that's where you need to focus. What we want to do essentially is beat them, to put, put them out of the playoffs – Granted, everybody else, Michigan, Cincinnati, whoever, uh, Oklahoma State does their job, knock Alabama out so we don't have to see them again. Because the hardest thing to do in football, especially at this part of the season, is to beat a team twice. So right. winning the SEC is great. Going 13-0 is great. Knocking Alabama out of the playoffs is great. So that's, that's how you want to look at these things. I love it. I feel like Georgia has put themselves in the, the perfect position and they are still recruiting on an elite level on a little side note. And we have um, maybe the hardest game we'll play all season. I was going to ask you about that, Cheeto. Do you think that this is the hardest game that Georgia will play all season? Or do you think that it's a playoff game or a potential national title game? Do you think it's this Bama game? It's it's definitely going to be – I mean, looking back, it's going to be the hardest game. I just I just hate the fact that people sleep on how good Clemson was. And finally, oh, Clemson yes. made their way back up to the top 25. But before Brian Brees and all their other stars got hurt, that Clemson team was for real. Yeah, they struggled offensively. But y'all stop pretending like y'all didn't think that they was going to be in the playoff picture from the jump. That's, yeah. that's what gets oh. me. Like, yeah, it didn't turn out the way it should have. But that team is still good. Like, stop, yeah. stop playing. Stop super, playing. Super talented. And then as far as the measurables, they're top five, top three defense. Yeah. In almost every statistical category, you can look at that. So, mm. yeah, they're a great team. And, you know, we came in with, like, injuries, and we really hadn't, you know, Brock Bowers made some plays, but some of these guys that have stepped up were not really, like, the offense was not clicking on that level yet. Yeah. So, you know, we've we've been able to piece together quite a season, especially even as great as def- the defensive side of the ball has been with yeah. all the injuries, with the quarterback situation kind of in flux with Stetson Bennett stepping up. What the offense has done has been as as impressive. And to me, the cook, the uh, icing on the cake, getting Dominic Blaylock, getting George Pickens. These even if these guys don't make a ton of big plays and the stat sheet won't show it, having them on the field, you you gotta at least prepare for that if you're Alabama. And yep. they they have the ability to stretch the field and just be a distraction, you know. And you know, if you do want to key up on Brock Bowers and some of the things you know we've been doing, 
bam, we got Pickens. Bam, we got Blaylock. Like, yeah. just having that little one-two add-in, I love that. So I just feel like for Georgia, we're we're in a good spot having some of these guys coming back. This is kind of exactly what we wanted. Then on the flip side of things, you know, it's a big deal that if Brian Robinson is not able to play for Alabama, he's like someone that I've been watching all season being like, oh, man, that's the kind of bruiser back that we're used to seeing from Bama. And he's the kind of guy when you're coming into the fourth quarter, he's mm. going to be hard to tackle. He's a physical runner. He runs like some of the greatest Georgia backs I've seen in the last few years who are physical runners, same kind of thing. So him not being in the game, it, it, which is looking like a high possibility at this point. You know, Bama just looks a little beat up. They've struggled all season. Anytime Georgia slipped up, you know, one of these seasons where they're ranked high, they're supposed to do well, they're having these great games. It was always kind of in – it was always kind of there that they weren't going to be as successful as you'd want them to because they'd have all these sloppy games. They'd have all these moments where you're like, oh, but they'll clean it up. Yeah, and they never would, and then eventually they'd slip up against someone, uh, i.e., a South Carolina or a Tennessee that was having an off year, but they beat us or whoever. Oh, Florida game, yeah, you know, and that's I think where Alabama is this year. I think they're a lot better team than even we were back then. I think that they might have more five star talent on their roster than we got in general, if you want to look at it from that, but. From a preseason rating, from a recruiting before they get to college rating, they probably have an edge. But if you graded out how these players are, where they're at, how they're performing, I'd say knowing grades better than Georgia. So I just am not sweating Bama. I know they're a great team, but I think that Georgia has done everything they need to do. And they have the football karma gods on their side. They have this 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 discipline and a level of consistency that it doesn't buy you any games in the future you got to show up and play but it's all about having good habits you know being disciplined showing up you play how you practice we've practiced immensely well all season and we've executed at a really high level and I'll pass the mic back to you because I know we both want to talk a lot this being the SEC championship but the fact that Alabama's main position groups that are struggling right now. The, their Achilles heel is what? What would you what would you say off the you know off the dome? Their their Achilles. defense isn't what it usually has been. They're not as physical. Their defense, okay. And we're we're putting up 40 points a game. We're are they haven't been able to really like contain the passing threats of teams, and that's you know, they've given up some big plays. Our receiving core is one of our strengths. It is. On the flip side of that, another big flaw, they just gave up seven sacks against the, you know, pretty decent front seven of Auburn. Me- yeah. I but, mean, but not as good as to us. To be honest. But, yeah. But, yeah, not as good as us, though, you know. So, that's that's a big red flag. So, our strengths play into their weaknesses. Now, you could argue some of the same for how they're going to approach us, and I'm sure any Bama fan worth his they will. salt is going gonna, is gonna to say that. They will, which but, is fair. I mean, I, I love how we match up against this team. And the one thing that make gives me the most confidence is the fact that Georgia has showed up week to week when they've beat a team for, you know, like they did against Missouri, whooped them. You look at the scoreboard, they're not satisfied because they did not play to their standard. Exactly. 
we don't even know <laughs> what their standard is. I feel like the standard is like always being proven. You know what I'm saying? Like, is is there a standard really? But the the main thing is is that Georgia has played like that, like a championship year team all year, while Bama has been quite sloppy. And I'm not saying that we deserve it just on that, but my intuition as a fan watching all these years, anytime Georgia's really dropped the ball, they were dropping the ball long before they lost that game, fill in the blank, you know. Right. So that is where I have the most confidence. And I just feel like, you know, the teams that prepare the best, practice the hardest, are the most disciplined, got as much talent. <laughs> Those are the teams that are successful. Where what am I missing? And where would you like to take the conversation next, my dude? Well, the stories are gonna be Georgia's defense versus Alabama's offense as it should be, because on both of their respective sides, both the our defense and their offense are elite in their categories. But mm-hmm. what I want to talk about first is, you know, our offense versus their defense. Again, they're not as physical yeah. as they, they usually are. And to give a little bit of perspective, Alabama's fifth in the nation, scoring about 42 points per game, and we're sixth at 40.7. So, you know, we can score, and that really, that really takes the conversation first and foremost to Stetson Bennett. Uh, went back and watched last year's game. Uh, he he played pretty well. He he did turn the ball over, but we led Alabama at half, and they took off after that. But again, they don't have a Mac Jones this year. They don't have Devonte Smith, Heisman winner Devonte Smith. They don't have Najee Harris, another first round draft pick. They don't have Jalen Waddle. That's a credit to Alabama to lose all those players on their offense and still be, I mean, right behind Ohio State, if not with Ohio State offensively is crazy, but we got to have some love on our offense too. I mean, I I tweeted the other day, like, realistically, think about this as Nick Saban or any other defensive coordinator, George Pickens on your left, Jermaine Burton on your right, Brock Bowers in the middle, pressing your linebackers, James Cook out of the backfield, and then Stetson Bennett, who has been the second uh, – has the second highest quarterback rating in the SEC and will kill you with his legs, what are you going to do? If if you're not at least decent on defense, what are you going to do? And we've seen Alabama be in shootouts with – I mean, what? They've been in, they've been in several. I mean – I mean, ten, okay, well, we won't call them shootouts, but Gators put 29 on them. Tennessee put up 24 on them. Uh, Razorbacks. Arkansas put up 35 points on Alabama. They won by seven. So, and then we all saw the Auburn game last year. All I'm saying is the talk is going to be about Alabama's offense. They better be ready for us because we are going to score. Munkin, Munkin's offense has really uh, grown on me, but I think Stetson Bennett, yeah. the person who is important, to get the hang of it has gotten the hang of it. And you know how I yeah. was early on in the season. I was JT Daniels, JT Daniels, JT Daniels. I'm good. Let, let, let Stetson play, man. Like I'm good. He has earned it. <laughs> that dual threat ability has been, has been awesome. And um, as far as you from, from our offense, what do you think, what do you think that we're going to need to do to be successful? Who needs to play big for us to be successful versus Alabama's defense? I think you have to neutralize Will Anderson. You know, he's the number one pass rusher in all of college football. And 
given with what he's done, he's been so dominant. He's really taken over some games. I feel like we have to use some of these big burly tight ends and some of these packages and find ways to nick him, knack him, throw him off his course and kind of play around him because I feel like he's just such a game breaker and such a, you know, true star in the sport that if you try to play straight up with him, you're going to be asking for problems that you could have easily avoided. So, you know, attack, attack where they've been weak, you know, and just establish a good running threat early on and find, you know, be creative with it. Don't be, uh, you know, I feel like Georgia is going to need to be foot on the gas the whole game. And if, you know, you can neutralize Will Anderson and get the ball, you know, spread out, that's, you know, Georgia has been so good all season, so efficient, so effective. They don't really need to change anything. They just need to do what they do and do it at the highest level possible. Consider the personnel they're playing against, but just line up and do what you've been doing because they've managed to keep opposing defenses on their heels, run it when the run's working, pass it when, you know, you guys, you throw when you guys are cheating up and you got seven, eight guys in the box, whatever. They don't need to change a thing. (laughs) So, for me, with Georgia on offense, I feel like they just need to show up, do exactly what they've been doing, and do not test Bama. You know, don't run the ball three times in a row to to Will Anderson. <laughs> if you can just not be too cute and not be too yeah. smart don't, don't for your rewrite, own yeah, good. Don't rewrite, rewrite the playbook. Go do what you've been doing. Yeah, exactly. Like, the, we have been – we have the talent to spread the ball and to to out coach them out space them they looked really sloppy against a lot of teams that we just throttled it doesn't always you know work out right not perfect you know that's just not how the football math works but to me it's all about the discipline and the habits you know if you don't build that and i'm sure you know alabama has improved throughout the season but so have we and we've we've kept our foot on the gas and that's just got to be the theme of this game. You're talking about a Georgia team that's been up at halftime, like most of these last few meetings with Alabama. So yeah, yeah, we're, we're able to compete. It's just, we're not, we haven't been able to finish. Part of it has been the depth, but part of it's been the play calling. Like we, we've not been as aggressive as we've needed to be in vanilla trying to milk the clock. On their not, throats, bro. On their throats. Yeah. Do not play with them. Uh, anytime you got a quarterback as good as Bryce Young and a team as talented as Alabama, I don't think across the board they're as good as Georgia. But with players as good as Bryce Young, yeah, and we don't want to shoot out. You don't want to give the star player the ball, right? The Lakers could have a bad team, but Kobe's still going to go for 81. Hey, right. Yeah, you know he's still going to get buckets. I mean, that's not that's not what you so, want. That's how I feel about Alabama. Like, they, they have a great team, plenty of pro talent, but just they're where they're the most deadly. It's the top of the top, and their game-breaking players can are good enough to, like, be a difference maker and beat Georgia. Yeah. If we can if we cannot play into their strengths and just deal with that, dude, I feel so good about this because of all those, all the little things and just the immense talent and quality coaching. Like, top, like 
I don't know how much, how many good decisions uh, Kirby makes throughout the game. Maybe he makes a lot. I don't really know how that all transpires, but Todd, Todd Munkin and Dan Lanning are masterminds. You know what I mean? It's just like, at this point, he's like, you know, some some shit in Game of Thrones when you when you've amassed all the right friends and allies, you got the dragons. Like you just need to like let them run. Like we yeah. winter's been coming for a yeah. long, long. Let's just time. go get it, man. Let's just go That's get it. Saying. And I mean, let's 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 take that right into again the conversation. Their their offense versus our defense. And and first of all, don't don't sleep on Alabama's defense. They are 20th giving up, you know, 19 points per game, seventh as far as giving up total yards, but they they've been slack. They've been had. They there are weaknesses there. And I know Kirby and them have been watching film all week, getting ready to take advantage yeah. of that. Um, but their their offense versus our defense. So I want to start with the Tennessee game. If you remember the Tennessee game, Tennessee got on us quick with that up-tempo stuff, and they took a lot of shots and missed on a lot of potential deep balls. I got the feeling that Bama's not going to miss on a lot of the same uh, opportunities that Tennessee did, being why they're right. a better team, by the why they're Alabama. So I, I, I thoroughly believe that Alabama is going to challenge our secondary. Um and which will will shift the complexion of any game. Uh, but that being said, my X factor for the SEC championship, it has, it's got to be Will Muschamp. Uh, I said this a few podcasts ago. I really think what Will Muschamp has brought as another pair of eyes, as a defensive coordinator, as a secondaries coach, has been so valuable to Kirby. So, sometimes when, when you're in Kirby's position, like, and you know Nick Saban and you think you know what he's going to do, sometimes that can hinder you because you try to get too cute. I think Will Muschamp is just on him like, hey, uh, I see what you're thinking. I think Nick's going to feel this way or this is how, I, this is how I'm going to see it. Having that second pair of eyes is a godsend. I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's invaluable. Um, and that, that's their specialty both Kirby and Will Muschamp in secondary. So I expect them to, you know, play three deep zones. Um, so, so the trick is, and I had this conversation with a couple people at work, been talking to a lot of fans. <clears throat> if you watch professional football, take the Kansas City Chiefs. High-powered offense, big plays, explosive plays, doesn't matter if they're down uh, 17 or up 17. You always got to watch that. What NFL defenses have started doing is just two high safeties, and making Kansas City go the length of the field. You're not going to beat us deep. You're going to have to work methodically down the field. And in Alabama's situation, I think that that strategy works perfectly because can Alabama do that without turning the ball over? Can Alabama do that without killing themselves with penalties, which they are 118th in, the, in college football as far as penalties per game? Can they do that without going three and out can they do that without getting field goal after field goal after field goal so that's the strategy that i would take uh, as far as slowing them down we're not going to be successful at it all the time but i think that's where you start now uh your opinion keegan about our front seven our front seven and their offensive line because they have struggled how, how you see that playing out i mean they just gave up seven sacks against auburn so let's say they go in 
Monday morning, they watch the film, they fix the miscommunication errors, they do this, they do that, they come ready to play against Georgia. Georgia's front seven is drastically better than Auburn's. And at the end of the day, they are they have been able to wreak havoc, not on just strength on strength. It's it's scheme, it's talent, it's speed. It's everything that has just been too much for pretty much anyone we've played all year. So Bama's going to have their hands full. If, if, if I'm Bama, I'm looking at this game, I'm like, look, we need to attack the edges. We need to you know, have screens. We need to let Bryce Young get out of the pocket and just kind of play the pass option, run option with him. And, and do not try to, like, muscle up on Georgia because – Bama has one of the worst offensive lines they've had in a long time. These are they've facts. got some injuries. These are facts. They don't look good. So I feel like Georgia play their game, you know, play your game. Do not get cute. And I think we I think we have the edge. I think we have the advantage clearly in this department. And I, I hope we don't blitz too much, but Bryce Young, I mean, dude, he not only did he get sacked seven times, he got hit like yeah, 20 dude. times. I mean, he, he's a tough player. He's tough he and he's creative. Amazing, he makes some amazing plays. He's the kind of guy that is really annoying to watch <laughs> if you're if you're <laughs> cheering for the opposing defense because there's a lot of missed tackles, a lot yeah. of almost sacks. We just got to keep him not comfortable, and I think it's going to be a lot easier – then then it should be but that's cool with me <laughs> so, i mean go back to yeah, clemson and dju like if he wants to mm-hmm. if he wants to sit back there and run around and dance all day he can throw for 350 yards 400 yards i don't care but <laughs> I, I think we hold their running back whether he plays or not under 80 yards uh, it's doable they're not really killing it in the run and we stop the run as we always have I say Young goes down at least three to five times. Jalen Carter probably on some sacks. Channing Tindall, Nolan Smith. We're some somebody's finna eat. Somebody's finna eat. So if he wants to run around, like so, so be it. This is a generate generationally special defense that you do not see a lot. The numbers were crazy. We ended up what giving up six point nine points per game this year, which is, I mean, it's crazy. Oklahoma, I think, was the last. Uh, closest defense to do that and that was back in like 60 67 69 i can't remember which one it was and then you got the factor that we're playing in atlanta it is our backyard and yes alabama has beat us here before but we were the underdogs then we're not the underdogs now so they're different teams there there's different uh you know different styles going on here different players and that means different matchups i I like us but uh nick saban is Nick Saban is a beast, but I mean, if they can't protect their quarterback and they can't run the ball, I'm not really sure how much any of that matters. As much as coaching, we like to talk about it. I'm really not sure. Yeah, I feel like, you know, if you're Alabama, you expect to probably throw the ball 40 times and hope to just outscore Georgia. And it's very possible that they will like have some game breaking plays. Like, I'm sure that they will have some big plays against us. They're too good. You got Mechie and Williams, you know, down this uh, side. And then they got that, like, Hawaiian dude who's the tight end is real good. You know, they're they're talented. They got they talent. But but overall, Georgia's defense has been extremely good, extremely athletic, uh, getting 
it's it's a shame Tyke Smith never really came into the fold, but getting a guy like Darian Kendrick, you know, uh, you got him offset with probably the best freshman cornerback in all the land and uh, Keely Ringo yeah. coming in. We, we really have a lot of talent. And I know that, uh, you know, Chris Smith is kind of questionable. He's trending but... in a positive direction from what I hear. Um, okay. We'll see how that ends so up. So if we get, if we get him, that's huge. But, you know, Lewis Singh has gone way under the radar for my liking. He's played amazing. Like he's done really well in the last few outings. So, you better watch out if you're hey, running back. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Helmet. Don't lose your helmet. That's what I'm saying. So I feel I feel really good about this game. Now I have a question for you. Outside of the defense for Georgia, what would what gives you the most confidence going into this SEC championship as a fan? What are you most confident about besides the defense? Um, our offensive line and our depth. Uh, I, I think there's going to be, I think there's going to be some flakes of, depending on how the scoring goes, I think Todd Munkin really gets to show what he's capable of as far as scoring. And then, and then I think what Kirby was doing a couple of years ago that did lose us some games. I think we just start to lean on him. I think you see a lot of Zeus and cook as, as good, as much depth as we have at running back. I want to see mm-hmm. all the big boys playing the one and two depth. I want to, I want to the, the video that he did in the locker room against Florida. I, I really want to break Alabama's will. This is something that's we've been doing. And I think this is the approach that we need to take here. We need to pound them into submission on the front seven. I mean, if you're, if you blitz, you know, and they, they pick up a first down, I want the next set of blitz, next set of defensive guys coming in. I want to be on their neck all game long dude i get so pumped when i watch curry do them <laughs> do that little height <laughs> stuff bro. Like, it makes me just give me a pair of shoulder pads somebody got some shoulder pads give me something <laughs> like that that's why i love this team that's why i love kirby i love what he's instilled in this team and i i really think it's going to show all the frustration uh, i can't remember who said it sc network or espn like one of these days georgia's going to beat alabama and i don't think it's going to be a field goal or nothing like that they're going to let out all the frustration they've had I mean, dude, uh, 2012, five yards short. 2018, the national championship. And then 2018, the SEC championship that same year. Alabama's just been in our way as of late. And though they're not our rival, they're our mental hurdle that we've got to clear. And I think we got the tools to pole vault, pole vault clear over it <laughs> come <did>. Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. I, I got my hurdle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm, dude, I'm excited. I, I'm just, I'm so excited. I feel like, I feel like it's like anything else. You know, you, there was a Will Smith thing recently and he was talking about him and his uh, brother and his dad was trying to get him to like build this wall and like the business that they had growing up and like help building this wall, like, you know, helping the family business. And they'd go and they'd work on it and they'd lay like a brick, you know, one time when they're hanging out there and then the next time they're there again, they'd lay a brick and, you know, they'd be complaining like, Dad, like, you know, this is tough. Like, I, how are we ever going to build this wall? We've been at it for weeks. We've been at it for months. Like, the wall's still not built. And they'd see the hole that they're trying to cover up. And they get discouraged. And he's like, you know, you don't have to build a wall. You just got to lay one brick. One brick perfectly. That's your job. And to me, 
you know, Georgia was such a long way from beating Bama. They were close, but Bama was doing so many things in the offseason better than them. It might have been five yards, but they were doing 50 things. And they were in the midst of a dynasty. Let's be honest. As far as modern college football, they were in the midst of a dynasty. It would have taken. Exactly. They've laid so many bricks. Like, maybe we could have gotten that one game, but would we get them? How many times out of five games would we got them? How many times a year? If we played them every year, how many times in the last 10 years would we have gotten them? Mm -hmm. Like, they were out recruiting us. They were out coaching us. They they weren't just, you know, those games are close and it was disappointing. We could have won them. We might should have won some of them. You know, I'd hope we won all of them. But it wasn't that everything just came down to these little things. It's like if yeah. you want to look at it like that way, you can. If you want to blame a penalty, you can. We got to play a perfect game just to have an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Those type right. of games. Yeah. Exactly. So, to me, Georgia has done its part, you know. Georgia has done what it's taken. They've built the facilities. They've got a coach like Kirby. They've done the recruiting. I really hope that Georgia wins this game. But if or somehow they did, if some, that even happened, Georgia's going to be in games like this for a long time to come because they, they've built their program up to a point where it's not a fluke. They're, they have elite talent. They got the coaching. They got all these things that are going to go beyond that. They've laid so many bricks at this point that they have a full-on machine, and it's going to be – it. The, Alabama's playing the best team in the country. Yes. yes. You know, I, th- so I hope they're ready <laughs> to, to play the best team. Hey, bring your best. Bring your best, and yeah. you know they will. And it, it's a it's an old saying, but, I mean, it holds true all the time, especially football, you know, with basketball, baseball, you got series. But still, you, you want to be the best, you go and beat the best. And mm-hmm. that's what Alabama is going to have to come to Atlanta and do. We have been the yeah. best. And I think that we'll show that. And it's going to be a test for us, but just as much for them. This is not the old days where we're trying to chase this, that, that hail Mary at the end that we're not, we're not doing all that. You're going to have to come in and beat UGA this time. You're going to have to come in and beat us. So, you know, with, with that being said, ah, so much excitement, man. We, we could go on and on and on. But to wrap it up, we've missed all season long, and that's okay. But I am curious about what your score predictions look like for the SEC championship game. All right. For the SEC championship game, I got Georgia 38, Bama 17. Ah, we're so close. We're so close. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> I'm going 37 dogs. I had like this thing in my mind where I figured out why I did that, and then I'm going 30, 37 dogs, 20 Alabama. I think. Okay. Yeah, I th- we're on the same page. We we score a little bit more than they think, and our defense breaks at some points, but holds true to the averages over over the course of a game. I, I really think so. I like it. I like the part where Georgia wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't care if we win by two or one or 0.5 or whatever. Right. Give me a dub. I'm cool. Hey, man. man. I'm cool, man. So, ah, Dog Nation, next time we talk, let's, just save, it. let's, just, let's just save it. For yeah. Day. It'll be interesting either way. <laughs> we'll see you when we see you. Uh, Keegan. We'll see you my when guy. we see you. You know you're going to get hey, a FaceTime. You know you're going to get a FaceTime. We get this hey, dub. That's boy, right. So. 
That's right. Uh, but always, it's it's a pleasure. And you, you guys, you know what it is, man. You know what it is. <laughs> Off the leash. Off the leash. I do it for the dogs.